0: Welcome to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between Just One More Cupcake and Just One More Kettlebell Swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna Shaw-Flam. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person.
1: And I'm Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It! Hit It! New York's ultimate high intensity interval training workout. Before we begin, remember to talk
0: to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any workout or nutrition plan. We wanted to shout out our patrons and thank them for supporting the show. Um, That includes Andy, Jan, Lola, Dave, Jason, Mike, Corey, Ethan, Maddie, Libby, Sarah, Patricia, and Ben, among others. If you want to get first access to things like our video content, uh, when we do events, things like that, Um, or you just like want to be our BFFs, um, you can join us on Patreon. Go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com, and click Become a Patron at the top of the page. You can do it for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, It's pretty cool. Uh, Speaking of which, the topic for today's episode was inspired by a listener who I believe is also a patron, uh, not to blow up their spot, um, but a relatively new fan of the show messaged us to ask if we had an episode on metabolism. And I was like, oh yeah, totally. We definitely do. Um, and she was like, weird, because I can't find it. And I <sighs> looked for it. And I realized it was episode
1: seven. Wow. Which means it was almost four years ago. That was like 2015, yep. I think, mm-hmm. that we were recording yes. that episode. That's yes. crazy.
0: Um, and so I was like, I could point her towards this four-year-old show But especially with metabolism, um, and we've talked about this, you and I, Daphne, with several of our, um, initial episodes, it's not that they're wrong, but like, A, the science has evolved, Mm -hmm. and B, we have evolved, um, and C, I think the show has evolved, so I said like, yeah, we do, but like, why don't you just wait, and we will revisit metabolism in its own updated episode. I feel like it deserves an update.
1: Yeah. So, Uh, yeah, I think that, well, I'm so happy we're doing an updated metabolism episode because the language around metabolism has changed. The science is still the same, which I'm completely going to talk about. But I think my language about it has changed as well, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, But I think that when it comes to the science aspect of a lot of health and nutrition, a lot of the science, it's it's sound. The science is good. It's been researched. A lot of, um, a lot of studies. You know, a lot of anatomy, biology. That is still the same, but what continues to evolve is that people continue to do a more research on things. But I think you and I have evolved. Totally, <laughs> you and I have evolved. I think we have some different viewpoints on metabolism and society's direct relationship and viewpoint on metabolism and I'm excited to kind of decode everything because I do think that it is such a word that gets used all the time. How many times a day does one hear the term metabolism? And if I were to actually stop anyone on the street and actually ask them what is metabolism, I'm 99.9% sure I would get the wrong answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to make you give us the right answer. Mm -hmm. So
0: Daphne, what
1: actually is metabolism? So metabolism, at the end of the day, all metabolism is, is just how it is the sum total of all controlled chemical reactions that occur inside a cell. That's all.
0: I know. So it's like how a, like the process of a
1: cell processing stuff. Yeah. So essentially metabolism is literally just a set of these kind of life-sustaining chemical reactions that happen in every type of organism. Every type of organism. So the three main purposes of metabolism are, of course, this is what people are going to understand, like, yes, converting food to energy to run some cellular processes, and then we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, The conversion of food and fuel into the building blocks of proteins and fats and um, minerals and some carbohydrates, and also the process of elimination of waste. So, the word metabolism really, yes, of course, it involves quote unquote digestion and, you know, food, but at the end of the day, that's a fraction of what all cellular metabolism is. So the two types of metabolism are... So if you imagine a cell, I'm going to have you do a little visual here. Let's say you have a little cell. We'll say it's kind of a wobbly circle-looking thing. And there is um, maybe... So, what is it? The nucleus inside it?
0: Yeah. Right? <laughs> got it's got a wobbly all, circle with a
1: nucleus. All my biology. <laughs> so there, the two types of metabolic reactions are... There are only two types. There's a catabolic reaction, which is the breaking down of compounds. So the next one is anabolic, which is the building up or synthesis of compounds. So... Catabolism releases energy and anabolism consumes energy and the best way to think about this is if something is catabolic or if it's breaking down think of like the word catastrophe so things are kind of breaking down Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so that's how you think of it so if you imagine this cell um, it can merge with another cell and it can create something new and this is uh, an anabolic effect and then you can also have this cell and it might break down and that's a catabolic effect. So, two types of two types of metabolic effects, catabolic, anabolic, and metabolism at the end of the day is just a reaction it's a chemical reaction all organisms have and it is not what we think it is. Right. I mean, so, what
0: we think just to put a finer point on that, what when we talk about metabolism in the wider culture, specifically in like diet and exercise culture, usually I think what we, what we lay people mean when we say metabolism is like how well or poorly our
1: bodies burn fat, burn fat. Yeah, exactly. Basically. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I even think about in, in the world of health coaching and in the world of personal training, it still gets used just like that. And of course, then when yeah. I am referencing it, I am kind of still referencing that, you know, like I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. talking about it in a way of of cellular processes. Well, let's be honest. You know? No one's
0: listening to this episode and is like, you know, when I really want to supercharge, right, right. It's it is, my catabolic it is,
1: reactions, it's of my, my some cells. random
0: cell, how it's doing. Like everyone's, everyone who is thinking about metabolism at all from a normal person perspective is thinking about it in terms of how their body um, consumes and
1: stores fuel. Mm-hmm, yeah. So the way society has kind of shifted in the last, like, 40 years, now metabolism is, I would say, a, a buzzword. Um, and it's thought about in direct correlation with fat loss and weight loss. And people think metabolism is the rate at which you burn fat and how quickly you can burn through the food that you eat. It's not. It's not like, that's not all it is at all. Like I said, it's just a chemical reaction, a cellular process. It's either breaking down something or building something. And every, it, it really has nothing to do with body fat and it really has nothing to do with, um, it's a part of it. It is a part of it, but it is not, uh, but cellular metabolism Is what the main, like the the meat and potatoes of metabolism, is. Mm -hmm. And yes, fat can be involved, but on the bigger picture, the word metabolism does not just mean the breakdown of body fat and the breakdown of food. Right. It seems like it's more just about like how are the systems in your body working? Mm -hmm.
0: Because your cells' jobs are to break down or build things up, right. yeah. and they can be lots of different things, both on the inputs and the outputs, yeah. and, um, w- you know, one of the things we're going to talk about is, like, if, if you and I are sitting here saying, like, weight loss is not the goal, then, like, what's the point in caring about metabolism, and I think one of the things that I'm expecting people probably <laughs> say is, like, we still have a vested interest
1: in the processes in our body working well. Yeah, yeah. I would say that that is, I think that that is the overarching gist potentially of this episode because our episodes, we always just see where they take us. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But right. I mean, yes, it's, like I said, it's partly true that metabolism does have to do with some cells and how they build and store and break down fat. But overall, we are looking at your body's overall function and your body's overall health and your body's overall ability to build things when you need to build new things i mean we build pretty much a new set of bones every 10 years i mean how crazy. crazy is that you know think of all the things that are getting repaired and rebuilt in our body every single second of every single hour of every single day our hair our skin our nails our bones um and that is all because of metabolism Right, but see how right. it's... big umbrella uh, metabolism. Yeah, the big umbrella metabolism. But mm-hmm. notice, like, what a funny sentence, because even when I say something is because of metabolism, automatically I know everyone's brains are immediately going into... Well, that sounded weird, because metabolism has always been about breaking things down, burning things, losing things, shrinking things, all those, you know, words right. well, let's, that exist. Well, let's go in so, that
0: direction for a minute, because I think one of the things that people when they're using sort of the, like, layman's version of the word metabolism, um, one thing that people often talk about is, like, oh, I have a slow metabolism, right. or I have a fast metabolism, and that, or so someone else does, and
1: that affects how yeah. they gain or lose weight. Right, which is actually pretty false. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so tell us about well, it. Well, and here's another thing, too. Let's Oh, my gosh. You know, I come from the world of... You know personal training and high intensity interval training and and i almost i I feel like in recent years i've almost kind of rebranded my entire business and my entire approach to this world of health in the sense that my focus is on the body's overall function so health in the sense of mental physical emotional spiritual health and how to just function optimally in your happiest healthiest version of your body and you right so metabolism. Uh, Going back to what you said about how people oftentimes will blame like a slow metabolism Mm -hmm. or they will blame um, that people will say that they either have a fast or a slow metabolism and they believe that their body weight or their shape or their size or their appearance is directly linked to their metabolism. So that's a common belief. But, and and the metabolism can, is is linked to weight, but on such a minor, 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 minor scale that um, I kind of want to like bust that myth right now. So contrary to common belief, a slow metabolism is rarely the cause of excess weight gain. I mean, unless you're you actually have um, like some type of metabolic syndrome, like if you have a thyroid issue. For the most part, for the most part, your metabolism is not necessarily responsible for your shape and your size and your appearance. Um, Another thing too, I I just like, I want to stress that genetics do play a part in a lot of our bodies. And I do think and this might be a completely separate conversation, but just want to touch upon the fact that it, I, th- I do think it is very important to embrace our bodies. I do think it's very important to embrace genetically the, just like the, the shape and just everything. You know, we've also entered this space where people say you can change your body. You can change your body. You know, you can change anything you want about your body. And I, I invite everyone to like envision every friend and like every family member in your life right now and have they kind of all looked the same give or take the last 10 years to you like have they really like is there one person in your life who actually like has a different body type now than they did 10 years ago like can you actually think of anyone
0: yeah like maybe one but like what they had to do to get there was like pretty
1: extreme yeah and like
0: mostly like yeah I mean especially thinking about my family like like no one's growing taller we look like we're related to each other right (laughs) you know like we're clearly a family Mm -hmm. um yeah and uh you know that that's genes. Yeah. Like, you don't you you don't yeah. escape that. Yeah. Um and you don't have to. Yeah. I think that's, that's a, exactly. the yeah. the um the message of like you can change anything about yourself if you just work hard enough is both a way to keep people feeling constantly guilty about themselves mm-hmm. because it's like oh if I'm not seeing the results I want it's be it's my fault. Um but it's also a way to keep selling you stuff, right? Yeah. Like all you need is my fitness plan, slash my diet plan, slash my new book. Yeah. Um, and you you can do this if you really wanted to. Yeah. And bought my
1: thing that right, I'm selling. Right, <laughs> and, and I may get a lot of flack for saying this, but when it comes to this whole industry of the body transformation and the before and after picture, uh, you know, like the before and after photos... I know a lot of people are going to say, well, my life has totally changed and I've completely transformed. And what I offer and what I invite is that really, you know, you, you were perfect and human and whole before. And it doesn't mean that just in this after photo, you've arrived. I think that there is, I think the emphasis should be placed on figuring out the best way to um, live your happiest, healthiest life that involves like, you know, not restricting and and reclaiming your focus on your health and reclaiming your body and your identity, um, but I think that it's tricky because then people celebrate and value like the after photo when really like that person was totally fine before. Yeah. And then I always say when you are living a happy life, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and nourishing yourself with the foods. Uh, you eat and the the rest you give yourself and doing things that bring you joy and spending time with people who you care about your body is going to take the shape that it's going to take and that's okay like totally. whatever shape that is and so that's I know that's a little off topic so I think it's quite on topic oh thank you yeah, yeah. I think yeah, so. yeah no you're right it is it is on topic it is on point point. and yeah and then there's this term like people always talk about like the sluggish metabolism and And how do I elevate my metabolism? And to which I invite people to reframe this. So say, and oftentimes when people say they have a sluggish metabolism or they have a slow metabolism, I find the people who generally bring these terms up are the people who maybe like their energy is just a little lower or maybe their energy levels in life are a little, maybe their energy vibration, just like the energy I get from them Mm -hmm. is a little bit lower. And... To which I invite you, like if there is anyone who is thinking, "Well, I have a slow metabolism or it's sluggish," um, your metabolism might be okay. It could just be your overall body functions, your cellular metabolism, just the way you break things down, the way you build things up. That could be quickened. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's a better I think that's a healthier way to look at it. Thinking, oh, I don't feel at my optimal energy. My body doesn't feel like it's running optimally, what are some small changes I can do just to make myself feel better that have nothing to do with my appearance and my size and my shape and my weight? Yeah. So what I recommend is viewing it in that way. Like, how can I just function more optimally so that my physical energy levels and my spiritual, whatever, emotional energy levels are just higher? And then funnily enough, like those are actually the things that speed up cellular reactions in your body. So if we were to actually talk about elevating cellular function in your body, like, yes, drinking water. Yes, sleeping. Yes, maybe putting some lemon and apple cider vinegar, right? Like, there are so many trendy things to do right now, um, which I've totally experimented with every single one of them, Mm -hmm. you know? And have I noticed a huge difference? Maybe. Maybe it's psychosomatic. (laughs) I don't really know. You know, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of studies but ultimately, it's it's about doing what feels the most nourishing for you. So, yeah, like there are foods that you are going to eat that may make you feel like your metabolism is elevating, but really what's happening is your body is just functioning better at an optimal level because maybe you're feeding it nutrient-dense foods. Yeah. And then say you are eating things like artificial sweeteners and... Um, maybe things that are not necessarily real, not that I am knocking packaged foods, like I'm not, because all food is neutral, except artificial (laughs) sweeteners. And for those of you who have been listening to our podcast for a really long time, you know, it's like, I don't consider any food, the devil, all food is neutral, all food is welcome, like whatever it is, whether it comes out of a package or whether it comes from the ground, you know, whatever, (laughs) eat what you're going to eat. Um, but artificial sweeteners, I'm like, okay, I can say that that is actually legitimately bad because you're not missing anything if you, if you just eat the real thing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, goes, but I digress. So saying you are eating, and this is not, this is me not placing any type of value on any given type of food, but there are certain things that you can eat to make your cells function better. And then there are things you can eat that might make your cells function better. Less better, that's well. That's all that is. And how beautiful is it to just take that away from body fat, and to just think about, okay, will this help my hair grow? Is this going to help my skin, hair, my skin, my nails, my organs, my digestive system? Um, will eating these foods help everything? Maybe you know, a lot of times people right now are talking about foods that help heal inflammation, right? That's another big mm-hmm. word, inflammation. Like, is this food maybe more quote unquote anti-inflammatory? Will this help me? I don't know, maybe you sprained something, and you're like, oh, maybe I should up my level of healthy fats to help this ligament heal. Like, that's metabolism. Mm-hmm. That is metabolism. Not yeah. just this celebrity, not that I have anything negative about that, but it's not just what this, the the societal notion of, oh, it is the rate at which we burn body fat, and it is either slow or it is fast, and it's the rate at which we burn food like burn it off burn it off like it's not that at all
0: yeah i have a list of things when i did a little research here things that affect our metabolism um and this list is like pretty evenly divided between things you have any control over and things you really don't so like age you don't get to control how old you are Mm -hmm. um sex you don't get to control what sex you were born um your genes guess what also not in your control Um, the size of your body. And that's not just like, um, you know, fatness or thinness, but like frame, like how much body do you have, Mm -hmm. um, your thyroid function. That's another thing that like, you don't have control over. Um, a couple things that are in there that you do have some effect on are your stress levels. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, sleep and, uh, your amount of lean muscle mass, which again, like even that, like anyone can build lean muscle mass the amount you're able to build overall is probably more related to genetics than and uh, sex and size than anything else. But, like, you do have some control over those things. But that was, like, a whole lot of things that you're basically born with, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, let yourself off the hook on those things. Yeah. You're not lazy. Your metabolism isn't lazy.
1: Um, you know? Yeah, and when we talk about the things like high-intensity interval training and that boosting metabolism, I – I built my brand on that Mm -hmm. when I first started. I literally built my brand on that. That was in my slogan, like, you know, hit it. My metabolism boosting, and I even used like my metabolism boosting, seven hundred calorie burning. Like I'm a a different person now. Like this was six years ago. Mm -hmm. I was I was twenty seven. I was twenty seven at the time. I have not been through what I have been through the last five years. I have not gone through what I've gone through, and I have not come to all the enlightened enlightenment that I have in terms of us as humans and souls and our relationship to our bodies and our food and just how detrimental that has become and how this language of what I thought was normal of calories is normal, unfortunately. Yeah. Which I'm glad like, you know, you and I are working uh, in terms and lots of other people, you know, there are so many amazing thought leaders in this world who are also, aligned with the things that we believe in, um, that are getting people off of this hell of this vicious cycle of, of hating our bodies and hating our metabolisms and doing everything we can to quote unquote increase or elevate our metabolism so that we can be thinner because if we're thinner, we're more valuable. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like this, it's so right. Like, so this is a big macro um, not pun intended, but a big kind of macro picture of everything.
0: I think this but, gets to like the core of why I wanted to start the podcast, which was as a quote unquote normal person who, um, was living in the world. Um, it, it felt like, um, like using metabolism as an example, it felt like I was torn between these competing ideas of either like you need to be like. Torching your workouts So you could burn calories And max your metabolisms For weight loss And blah, 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 blah And that didn't feel right to me Or It was like Do nothing Mm
1: -hmm. And that also
0: didn't feel right to me Because I knew I felt better When I did some stuff When I made some food choices When I made some movement choices In my life And so trying to figure out What Like where in the middle Is based in science, makes me feel good, yeah. um, supports my life instead of taking away from my life.
1: This is so huge, yeah. Um,
0: and, and so that's when we, uh, talking more about metabolism, like that middle place is where we're trying to get to. It's yeah. like what, there is, metabolism is a real thing. It is, yes. <laughs> and there are things that make those cellular processes work better. And so knowing what they are and how it works, then I can make a decision about like, which of those things do I want to do not to be a good person Mm -hmm. or to be more attractive or to be self-righteous, but because I want to feel good and have energy to do the stuff I care about in my life.
1: Yeah. So I think that this is a big, what you just said touches upon a really big topic. There is a balance between going one direction and being completely obsessed with quote unquote health and then throwing weight loss, but mainly weight loss, Mm -hmm. mainly thinness, the pursuit of thinness. And then also it doesn't feel right to do nothing. And I think a big thing right now is a lot of people who are bearing witness to this new body positive movement in which we are talking about healthy at every size, health at every size body positivity, loving your body in the shape it is in right now, a lot of people are viewing it as, oh, these people are saying don't do anything then? That is not what we're saying. That's not what we're saying at all. We're saying you need to heal on a deep psychological level. You need to pursue something else that's not thinness. And the pursuit of health versus the pursuit of thinness are actually two completely different things. The pursuit of health is understanding the human body. The pursuit of health is, is um, living your happiest, healthiest life. The pursuit of health is, of course, yes, maybe like, yeah, yeah, food and movement, but it's also connection and community and spirituality and lifestyle and sleep and your work bringing you joy. Like that's health. The pursuit of thinness is a completely different thing. Unfortunately, they've gotten intertwined. And so we found this tricky place where a lot of people are viewing this body positive movement as, oh, then um, it, it's, it, it, then those people are giving up on themselves or, like, they're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're saying at all. That's not what we're saying at all. We're saying shift the focus. You can focus on your health, of course. Um, you can do things that make you feel great. But stop shaming yourself and stop hating your body and love your body. Um, And that those things should be
0: defined by you and what you want from your experience. And it's different for
1: every single person. Yeah, totally. And I read something really interesting on on Instagram the other day. Um, Yeah, a really good friend of mine who has lost 150 pounds and, and has been praised for her weight loss and has been on the Today Show for her weight loss, and her entire brand is built on her weight loss, posted a post about how a lot of people... She's angry because a lot of people are saying, oh, um, if you love yourself, don't try to lose weight. And she said, well, I did love myself. I always have loved myself and I lost the weight because I do love myself. So there are two sides of the coin because I understand her point of view where she feels like she might be seeing a lot of stuff on social media, mainly Instagram, I think. um, Or I guess that's the platform that I'm mainly on. In which everyone is saying, stop pursuing weight loss, stop pursuing weight loss. And then in her case, her life is better because she feels her quality of life is better. And then there's the flip side, in which there are people who finally stop the pursuit of weight loss and then they're happy because they're not, they're not killing themselves and torturing themselves mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually to get their body, their square peg of a body into a round hole, Mm -hmm. right? So this is just, I'm just inviting, yeah, yeah, this is just big conversation, big topic, you know, I'm just saying I view it from a lot of different viewpoints. Back to metabolism. (laughs) First
0: of all, I would say, listen, um, I'll link to our episode, Is It Okay to Want to Lose Weight?, where we talked about a bunch of these things, Yeah, because I think it is important to, like, when we say that our show is for normal people, I think pretending that the average person doesn't think about weight loss and doesn't desire weight loss is, is pointless. Like, for sure. yeah. you know, we know what world we live in. We know what society values. Mm-hmm. Um, and so pretending that those things aren't there, I think often contributes to, um, especially women feeling like, um, <laughs> they're like screwed on two different levels. They can't lose the weight and they're bad for wanting to. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, what what I think we hope to offer is um, like a pathway to the middle ground um, as you're working on those like deeper issues than to say okay so like looking back at metabolism if if we're trying to um, like move away from restricting and sort of like punishing language about our bodies in general. What are there still, like, are there still, is there a reason to still care about metabolism? And how can we do that in a way that's not about restricting and punishing, yeah. and instead
1: is about building ourselves up? Exactly. And so, I think that's the beauty right there, is that um, I think that that middle ground is, is hard for people to find, to, because yeah. I think a lot of people don't, um, men and women, who don't know what it's like to not be in pursuit of altering their body in a physical way, whether it's losing weight or building muscle or just changing something, and then the notion that if we're not focusing on our physical self, that means we're quote-unquote giving up on ourselves, mm-hmm. which it's not, I will just tell you that, Yeah. Um, and, you know, just a quick example, you know, for me personally, um, taking some time to just not focus on weight loss and muscle gain, like, that was hard. Mm-hmm. That was really hard. But that's been my focus the last year. It's still movement, of course, but movement and exercise in ways that are fun and nurturing for me and not for my seven hundred calorie metabolism <laughs> boosting, right? So mm-hmm. and I'll circle back to that in a little bit because my entire brand has changed. My entire pro my entire business has changed and my entire my entire reality has changed. Um so but going back to um, what we were just saying about the notion of weight loss, you know, the, uh, you're right. It's scary. It's, it's scary to think, wait, so are you asking me to give up on myself to not pursue a five pound weight loss or to not pursue health? Not what we're saying at all. We are saying there are some mental shifts that you can do to make it feel more balanced and a little less crazy and give yourself a, a, the ability to have just no restriction in your life. Um, I do think that balance, that balance looks a little different on every person. Mm -hmm. You know, I know I've had to find what that balance looks like on me. Um, finding what that balance looks like from person to person I encounter. And it really is different for everybody. Like for one person, it might mean they really do hate the gym and that they never go into a gym again because it's been really triggering for them or it's a, a source of whatever bad stuff, yeah. you know, they, Guess like, what? they fine. that's totally fine. Whereas for me, that's been a place where, you know, where I love. So, so it's like, I, I've had to find that balance for myself.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: being said, when we bring this word, let's, let's talk about this word, like metabolism, when we bring it back into our vocabulary, I think what I, I really want for people is to, yes, invite people to view the word in a different way. So the word metabolism all of a sudden just means overall bodily function, optimal bodily function, um, and also letting go of the uh, l- letting go of this just like direct link. Um, and, and no, between like metabolism and weight loss and also thinking about it in terms of metabolism as um, pursuing... Okay, let me put it this way. Pursuing a healthy metabolism for a body that performs optimally on a cellular level versus thinness.
0: Well, let's talk about some ways we can take care of our metabolisms yes. that are not about... Okay restriction yes. or punishing
1: our bodies so things like that what I really appreciate is there's a lot of content now oh, and another thing I want to touch upon is like this is not just you and I having this conversation right. this is a big huge conversation in which you and I are are just some players in this we're new, just little squishy we're cells, just little squishy in, cells in, in this big of... world of in this big world of people moving away from the pursuit of thinness and then talking about um, health and metabolism but from a weight neutral standpoint mm-hmm. so metabolism I love talking about the science of metabolism. If your metabolism is not functioning properly, here's, here are some things that you might feel. Ongoing fatigue, um, frequently feeling cold, uh, your hair is thinning, maybe cracked, dry skin, your libido is, not, is low. If you're, um, if you're having periods, irregular periods, Brittle fingernails, trouble sleeping, constipation, bloating, mood disorders, anxiety, depression, frequently urinating, um, excessive thirst, dry mouth, brain fro brain fo- fro fog, not brain frog, <laughs> brain, brain frog. fog, trouble concentrating, low energy levels, low motivation for physical activity, getting sick a lot, and low energy levels. Boom! Like there you go. That's it's just how many people feel like all those things, mm-hmm. right? Like. If you are feeling those things, you are not at optimal health, so increasing metabolism so that you're building more hair, so that you are your skin is not dry and cracked, so that your energy levels are super high, so that you're sleeping well, so that you are feeling motivated and happy and alive and present and conscious throughout your day, that's metabolism. Let's talk about how we can boost our metabolism. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so. (laughs) Oh, wait, and then I forgot. I also did want to mention, I I feel like there is one science bomb I should drop. uh, Just so people know what actually does happen when you eat a bite of food and how food and metabolism relate Mm -hmm. to each other. Because I realized that this is probably what people thought the episode was going to be about. Not some big macro conversation, which I love that we do that. Um, so, okay, you take a bite of, uh, let's just use a piece of fruit. Okay, so you take a bite of an apple, and you chew it, and you swallow it. Your digestive tract is going to break it down into individual molecules. So it's going to break it down into sugars, fats, and amino acids. Then they get absorbed into your intestines, and then they enter your bloodstream. And then all these individual molecules that got broken down from the apple, they get distributed to your cells, to the cells of your body. So then, this is when a metabolic reaction will happen, and it's going to take over, and then what it does is it transforms this apple into little bits of you. So, cell metabolism, it's taken molecules from the apple, it's broken them down, it's transformed them into pieces of the cell, itself uh, it, it pieces of the cell itself so maybe it's taking the apple and it's taking it to your fingernails I don't know like your hair your brain it's taking it to repair something in your intestines taking it I anything it could literally whatever got need, a lot of cells. whatever needs it will take it at that point in time and um maybe like a replacement part for a cell that did get broken down and is trying to repair so that's what, so when we talk about food and metabolism, that's what we're talking about and I'm just going to say it because maybe this is kind of the elephant in the room, but yes, when when things do not get metabolized and used in this way, like the bite of apple of what I just essentially got used for energy or got used for building things, yeah sometimes things get stored as body fat Who cares? Right. Right. (laughs) Like, like that's literally the human body was designed to store body fat because if there was a famine at any point in time, this is how we stay alive. Um, And I always say this, but there are a lot of parts of the world where people would think it was insane that we intentionally expend energy to burn fat when there are people who are literally starving and who are going through... Uh, you know, terrible things politically, where maybe they don't have access to food for like 48 hours. I don't know. You know, I'm just talking very meta right now. But that is apples and metabolism.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I All love right, the idea so... that we're like, hold on to your body fat because there are starving children in China.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, did You saw Crazy Rich Asians, Yes. Right? When, <laughs> that when, um, Ken Jong's character is like trying he's like to the twins he's like eat your nuggets there are starving kids in America (laughs) (laughs) I was like that's so funny that is really good (sighs) um so uh, yeah Uh, well and then another thing like okay talking about going back to exercise and muscle lean muscle mass and metabolism I think that this is something that everyone thinks and knows because it's on every magazine headline and every blog post ever okay like yes um Exercising boosts metabolism. Uh, building lean muscle mass boosts metabolism. Moving your body and building muscle just help with overall body function. Right. That's all. Yeah. yeah. And then, yes, when you exercise, your body is breaking things down because you are recruiting different cells for energy. Mm-hmm. And, and that's cool too, you know. And I think that um, – so, so in my language now – I'm just going to circle it back to Mm -hmm. my my former Hit It website sentence. Hit It! The 700 calorie burning, you know, metabolism boosting. Uh, Now I literally say Hit It! is a high intensity interval training workout taking place in a fun, supportive, motivating and positive environment. That's what I say. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know how many calories people are going to burn per class. It's different for every person. And do I actually care? No. And in terms of metabolism boosting, it's using your metabolism, metabolism in the sense that it's just moving your body creates bodily functions, Right? (laughs)
0: you know? Yeah. I mean, so so thinking about that, I mean, one thing that, um, gets like tossed around in the news, like I feel like all the time is like, does exercise help with weight loss or does it not help with weight loss? Does exercise help with weight loss or does it not help with weight loss? And the, um, like what you were just describing is like, when you use your body and are moving and like building muscles and stuff, it is going to get your metabolism going because it requires metabolizing. Right. When you are moving your body, your cells need to um, like metabolize food into energy because you're expending energy. Mm -hmm. It needs to like build muscles because like that's what you're doing when you're moving your body is you're like building those muscles and stuff. Um, It also probably means your body will request more fuel from you Mm -hmm. because it's like, hey, we spent a bunch of fuel on that exercise, would you please refill us? Um, And so, uh, you know, there's this misconception that exercising more and eating less leads to weight loss and that's
1: good and good for you. But
0: really, the point of exercise in terms of metabolism is that, like, getting those bodily functions functioning and moving is... Good for your body. Good for your brain. Good for your brain. Yeah. Good for your mental health. Good for your digestive system. You build your. Good for your sleep. You build your lean muscle mass, um, and then, you know, that is good for all those things that you said. Uh, you know, metabolism can affect. Mm-hmm. And also, then like you will probably be hungry.
1: Yeah. And it will be a good idea to eat some food. Definitely. Um, yeah, I used to, you know, find use that kind of cute language like okay we gotta earn our brunch you know like Saturday 10am hit it like yay this is your like pre brunch sweat you guys get to eat whatever you want after this I don't even touch that language anymore mm-hmm. I don't even think that anymore because guess so. you, know? you get to eat
0: whatever you want anyway exactly
1: <laughs> you get to eat whatever you want whenever you want and it's <laughs> funny and I know by us saying that I know there are people who are about to think like oh well if I gave m- myself permission to eat whatever I want I would just go crazy and I would eat all the things and I would binge and um to which I say the second you lift the psychological restriction off of yourself that urge goes away separate conversation but that was the language I used to use it's a language Mm -hmm. a lot of fitness places still use it's a lot of language that um I think is still very prevalent the whole, we have to burn food. We need to use it all. We need to burn it off. Burn, it run, makes burn, people feel
0: bad about exercise. It makes well, people not Well, it makes you think like that,
1: it. yeah, it makes you think it's like, oh, if I were to eat after this, I just undid yeah. what I just did. And so, you know, I invite people to really just view their exercise and movement as a way to feel their best optimally and to know that it is actually helping you on a very cellular level yeah. and mental and emotional as well. And... Um, Because I think that it can help everyone's relationship with movement when they view it as not, oh, bite for bite, like, bite per step, right? Like, I think that that is another place that people have fallen into is, well, I burned this much, so, so says my treadmill, therefore I should eat this much because, oh, you know, calories in, calories out. And I can't stress enough how little our weight actually has to do with I'm I'm just going to say it but just like how little it has to do with just movement and food hormones genetics this is not an excuse at all like this is not because then someone else might very well be like well you know that is just making excuse like making excuses it's it's only it's making an like,
0: excuse if you put value on different body sizes and exactly. shapes. Exactly, um, and so so another the non-restrictive way to look at us saying that exercise is good for your metabolism is to say um, that uh, movement in a way that feels good to you and that you enjoy and that works for your life. When you get in that kind of movement and exercise, um, that is going to help the processes. In your body work well yes um, and so uh, that doesn't mean that if you don't work out five times a week for an hour and, and burn yeah. X number of calories that it wasn't worth it yeah. every time you move your body yeah in a way that feels good for you oh you're getting the benefits to your metabolism exactly
1: and also when you are moving you are breathing more oxygen in mm-hmm. and- Oxygen helps metabolize things as well. It helps your body function. It provides metabolic chain reactions in your heart and your lungs and yeah, so it's I, I, this is I feel like we're really like debunking a lot of stuff. So this yeah. is this is good. But um, yeah, so movement. What about yeah. sleep? Sleep is a big one. So well, let's talk about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like all the all the stuffs <laughs> of how you can have the most op- optimal and high functioning, and happy and healthy metabolism. Mm-hmm. Saying metabolism in the form of overall overall bodily cellular function. Um, okay, number one. One of the most important things is sleep. <laughs> How did you know? And I'm not, not gonna feel that, but but good quality sleep. Good deep quality sleep, and valuing sleep and prioritizing sleep. Because when you are sleep deprived, nothing functions correctly in your body. Number two. Wait, I'm going to go oh, back to yeah. number one second <laughs> yeah. and just say
0: like, hey listeners, if you've listened to um, a bunch of our episodes on all sorts of different topics, sleep comes up over and over. Yeah. And so like, you know, in my interview with Christia Schwanden about recovering from, um, you know, about like exercise recovery, the one thing she said you can't skimp on is sleep. Um, in our stuff about stress mm, The most mm-hmm. important thing is sleep Yep. In the stuff about metabolic function Number one is sleep Yeah. Like How messed up is it That we in diet And exercise culture Tell people to cut their sleep short So that they can
1: Go to the gym, go to the gym at 5am
0: like, That that's, is
1: psychotic If that's I your know. like
0: Fave gym time and it works great for you Awesome but like If you have ever said to yourself, I just can't get up at five to go to the gym, hi, welcome,
1: Uh, me either, you don't have to, that sleep is probably more important. And then this is a a big conversation because people are saying there's this notion we have to do everything. Like there's so much value placed on the man or woman who can wake up at five, get their workout in even before their kids wake up and then prepare their kids breakfast and like, oh, and they got it in, they got it in. Honestly, when if you envision like a really stressed out woman who is just like waking herself up at 5 a.m. after getting four hours of sleep and still working out and then doing the kids and you know blah 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 going to work and then out late with clients, I don't know. I'm literally making something up right now. I'm just creating a <laughs> yeah, no one's ever heard. I'm of that just going last to day. say just right? yeah. it's like yeah. everybody sleep. So it's effing up your adrenals. <laughs> It's it's this is messing up your hormones so bad, and your metabolism is going to suffer because of this. Like we have this notion in our heads that like exercise will fix everything, and that is very far from the truth. And uh, and functioning optimally does not mean sacrificing other aspects of your health care for the exercise. Mm-hmm. I think that's totally. something that we yeah. need to like focus on. And so yeah, the sleep sleep is super important. And it may actually, with this person, be putting more stress on their body for them to cut out on their sleep. And then to put the the physical stress of exercise on top of that, it could actually decrease their metabolism. And it could potentially put their body in more of a fight or flight and cortisol pumping inflammatory stress response state versus someone who maybe wakes up at 630 after a good night's sleep and then goes and works out. So valuing and protecting so, your sleep yeah. is
0: a great mm-hmm. non-restrictive investment in your yeah.
1: metabolic function. Mm-hmm. Metabolic function. Hormone health.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, get your thyroid checked. Get your sex hormones checked. Just, just get a physical and make sure all of your hormones are functioning optimally because the hormones are kind of the, the meat and potatoes of your body. And if something is off with your hormones, if something is off with your thyroid, that is going to affect the overall function of your body. So, you know, um, earlier I mentioned, you know, metabolism and weight gain and how really unless you have a like an issue, maybe like a hypothyroid, for the most part, metabolism is not going to like that drastically affect your appearance or weight gain. The other one is Cushing syndrome, which is another like metabolic disease in which um, then it really does like alter appearance and weight and to which we say, okay, that there's no value placed on that. Like that's okay if that happens, but it is a reflection of something being off in your body. Anywho. So uh, hormone health, Uh, getting your hormones checked out and making sure that everything is functioning optimally, on a hormonal level so if you're noticing like really crazy like mood swings or dips or whatever you know see your gyno see your endocrinologist and just make sure everything is just functioning normally my thyroid stuff got cut by my, or got caught
0: by my um general practitioner mm. at a yeah. physical um yeah. i just did like a regular um blood work that we do once a year mm-hmm. and she was like hey these numbers are a little weird um come in and then i didn't because uh-huh. <laughs> i was scared and a year later I had my my another physical and she was like, "Hey, so the, like these numbers aren't getting better. They're getting <laughs> worse. So like maybe we should talk about it." Yeah. Now. And, and they um, caught it. They caught it. Um, and uh, I take a very small pill with base, like no side effects and I feel much better and have a lot more energy. Yeah. And um, Yeah. Totally. And thyroid stuff is oftentimes very like genetic too. So yeah. and it, there's it history of it. A lot of um, it affects a lot of people, especially so women. It, yeah, um, so
1: Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, okay. So sleep first, hormones, and then now we can talk about like the, the ingestion, food, water. Okay. So obviously water. Uh, and and sure, go ahead and put some lemon juice in there if you want, but do it because then you're getting some some added vitamin C, or it makes your water taste better to you, mm-hmm. not because you're like this will make me skinny. Right. Lemon's okay. Not magic. Right. Lemons. <laughs> lemons are not magic. They are amazing. I love lemons. They taste good. They taste amazing. And, um, you know, I love throwing lemons and limes in my water. But you know how I feel about detoxing. Hashtag just say no. <laughs> uh, so hydration is key. And in terms of the foods to eat, things that will help and increase metabolism, a.k.a. cellular responses and processes happening in your body, are nutrient-dense foods, like the most nutrient-dense foods, eating things that are the colors of the rainbow and, um, uh, eating things that will put the least amount of stress on your system. So the least amount of processed foods, um, eating things that are organic, you know, eating things that are organic, eating things that your body can kind of easily digest in a good way, chewing your food, chew your food, let your saliva be the first part of the digestive so, so that, of your digestive system, so that when you eat um, meat, it's not just getting digested for the first time in your stomach by your stomach acids, but your saliva have already broken it down. And, and then the rest of your, then your intestines and bloodstream will absorb all of it that much better. Eating nutrient-dense foods, things that come from the earth. And, you know, I don't really want to talk about, like, things to limit, but if we're just talking purely, Metabolic function. Uh, sometimes processed foods are not the best, and but if you eat processed foods, you're not a bad person, okay Right? right? Yeah, like, <laughs> and it's not like a you have to cut
0: out all processed foods to see any benefits to your metabolic rate. Yeah, I think it's more just a question of like knowing that those that processed foods are harder for your body to break down in general. So if you're looking to give your body a break. Um, switching up the ratio so that you're eating more nutrient-dense whole foods and fewer um, processed foods overall is, like, probably a switch that will help. Yeah. But it's not an all-or-nothing proposition. Like, yeah, exactly. I eat, um, you know, a lot of home-cooked from whole food meals, and I also, like, I like pastries, and I yep. eat a fair amount of, like, white flour pastries. Yeah. And, like,
1: guess what? It's great. <laughs> yeah. I, and it's the same with me, too. Like, I, I love pastries. I I totally eat bars, like, all the time. Yeah. You know? Uh, I love pretzels. Like, I love yeah, things totally. out of a package. <laughs> Am I cutting them out? You, <laughs> like, crushed for... a box of cheddar rockets from <laughs> oh Trader Joe's the other day. Those are so good. They're so good. <laughs> Those are so good. Yeah. I love snacks. Yeah. You know? And I'm not saying to not eat. Anything that comes, because a lot of times people, there's this, we, we kind of entered this space maybe a, a while ago where everyone was like, don't eat anything that doesn't come from the earth. Don't eat mm-hmm. anything that has, uh, you know, um, com- comes in a wrapper. And I was like, oh, that's like a lot of the stuff. Like, yes, mm-hmm. I cook a lot of my own stuff. I, but I mean, come on. It's right? not, it's just not an all or nothing game. It's not an all or nothing game. And I do feel like there is a way in which you can be your happiest, healthiest version of yourself with a high-functioning metabolism, and you can still eat, like, you know, stuff that came out of a box. I can still eat my Cheddar Rockets. Yeah, yeah. And the Trader Joe's peanut butter pretzels. You know I love the Trader Joe's peanut butter pretzels. I have those every day, mm. like legitimately every day. And am I happy? Yes. This podcast sponsored by Trader Joe's. Just kidding. They yeah. don't sponsor us. Yes. But Yet. we would like them to. So, um, so when we talk about restriction of things to elevate metabolic... To, to elevate your metabolic systems just know that we mean this purely from a place of just science neutrality and that your morality should never be based on the foods you eat mm-hmm. and um, you're a good person no matter what yeah so that being said don't eat artificial sweeteners <laughs> because that is to. poison and you're not missing out on anything because artificial sweeteners are always pumped into the fake version of the thing just eat the thing eat the thing eat the thing just eat the to. thing uh, so another thing too is go op- opting for higher quality da- higher quality dairy and meat products. Mm. And this is actually something where I will just give a real life example. Sometimes if I just drink a glass of milk that is just regular standard milk bad things happen. <laughs> I am going to leave it to the imagination. <laughs> and then there are times when I have some I'm not even going to apologize for this maybe some like organic healthy more expensive like half and half in my coffee and I feel fine. And terrible things do not happen. <laughs> when I say terrible things, I think everyone has an idea of what terrible things I mean when one is lactose intolerant <laughs> and you know, it's just an Asian thing. And um the quality of the ingredients, your body is smart, it knows. So opting for some higher quality dairy and meat ingredients I think is cool. You know? And if you don't want to do that, that's fine too. Once mm-hmm. again, talking all about just science metabolic functioning. So that's kind of the food realm. And then lastly, um, you know, so we're th- we've, we've mentioned sleep, hormone health, food, um, high quality or movement that feels good and organic to you just to elevate your cellular function. And the other two things that really enhance... Metabolic health are things like meditation and things like deep breathing, managing your stress, things that take your body out of a fight or flight state and put you in a we were actually we we're just talking about this into a parasympathetic mode. When in a parasympathetic mode is just essentially when your body is in a restful sleep, it's in this mode of restoring and healing, and um, doing things like meditation and deep breathing and yoga if that's your jam. Um, really can put your body into a state of calm and into a state of relaxation. And that helps metabolism. Like metabolism is not just about how many calories can I burn? Like that is so false. That is so, so, so false. So there's that, you know, putting your body into a state in which everything is functioning more optimally because you were in repair and rest mode and then the last thing so like deep breathing yoga meditation journaling whatever practice that looks like for any given person and then the last thing that i have found in my personal experience that helps with metabolic function uh acupuncture and chiropractic care Mm. those are things that lower the human body's stress response and create healthy digestion Healthy cell functioning, healthy brain muscle connection, all these things, yes, that's included in metabolism too. So those are Daphne's, I think it was six, six tips and tricks on how to have a happy, healthy metabolism.
0: Yeah. Stuff we're not gonna tell you to do. We're not gonna tell you to exercise a ton and eat less. Yeah. We're not going to tell you that a calorie is a calorie and all calories are equal, so you just need to limit your number of calories. We're not gonna tell you that fat makes you fat or carbs make you fat. We're not going to tell you to, like, eat magic metabolism-boosting foods like chilies and weird lemonade (laughs) concoctions and all that stuff. Um, Even green tea, which I love, but, like, you don't have to drink it. Um, Throw all that stuff out the window. You don't need to worry about that stuff. Um, Instead, uh, we're going to – this has transitioned into my takeaway now. Oh, perfect. So my takeaway on metabolism is – that um, metabolism really is just a way to talk about how our cells are functioning in our bodies, mm-hmm. uh, even though we often think of it in terms of um, how our bodies process food and either create or don't create body fat. Um, and so uh, the, reason, the reasons to want to um, have a, you know, metabolism that is functioning well, it's not really about weight loss, it's about like, feeling good in a bunch of other ways like your skin, your hair, your energy levels, your uh, libido, your focus, like all this stuff that's just like being a person that has nothing to do with how you look or fit in your clothes. Um, So uh, in order to take care of our metabolisms in ways that aren't restrictive or punishing or about weight loss, um, we're going to do stuff like sleep. We're going to manage our stress. We're going to uh get movement into our lives in a way that feels good for us. Um we're going to uh have a physical so that we know if something's off with our hormones. Um what am I forgetting? We're gonna food. drink some water. Yeah.
1: Nutrient dense food. Right.
0: We're going to um you know focus on getting in some nutrients nutrient dense foods. Um so that uh so that we're feeling good and um can spend our time and energy doing the things that we care
1: about. Mm-hmm. Uh, breathing, yoga, meditation, parasympathetic mm-hmm. mode. Yeah. yeah. Chilling out. Chilling out, and then acupuncture. Love it. <laughs> Chiropractic care. <laughs> awesome.
0: Well, uh, we hope that this um, has been a good revisitation to uh, metabolism. Um, and uh, if you have thoughts or questions about metabolism, definitely get at us because um, uh, it's it's a super interesting topic. Um, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. You can always email us info at just one more You can talk to us on Insta or Twitter at just one more pod on the facebook.com. Uh, so yeah, find us, let us know what you're thinking. Um, and uh, go out there and do something nice for yourselves today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hashtag love your body. Thanks, I'm Daffy. totally going to listen to our episode seven metabolism episode now and I'm so curious what, ba- about- and what baby Daphne had to say <laughs> about all of this. Think about how far we've come. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shawflam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemany.com. We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes, for help subscribing, and to join us on Patreon, you can go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Just One More Pod, on Facebook at facebook.com Just One More Podcast, or you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.